Welcome everybody to the show. This is Absent Minded Watches. I am one of your hosts, Ethan Newbolt at Soulsbjorn. With me as always, my co-host, Travis Stockton. Hey! At Ray Charlizard and Andrew Crandall. I'm so happy to be here with my buddies talking about movies. That's that, that nugget energy. And that is that nugget energy. Video games <laughs> nugget energy. <laughs> uh, every week we get together, we watch a video game movie, and we talk about it, laugh about it. And we also talk movies, TV shows, and anything else worth mentioning in the news, media, entertainment, platform, industry. Uh, and this week on Absent Minded Watches, we watched the movie Tekken from 2009 slash 10. It's a way you look banger. at it. Mm-hmm. It was a something. It's a banger. It was a movie. Yeah. Uh, please check out our uh, our website, absentmindedpodcast.com, where you can find the latest episodes of the main show, previous episodes of this one. Don't forget to leave us a voice message. Don't forget to leave us a voice message or comment, question, topic of discussion, maybe, that we might play on the air. And you can donate. Uh, you know what? You can donate to a uh, black charity or change for color. Color for change, I'm sorry. Uh, anything that might help the cause right now. Uh, don't necessarily Equal justice initiative, EJI.org. That's a great one. Drew, if you think of anything, uh, there's a lot of bail funds that are really open. For I donated like a hundred dollars, uh, like a week and a half ago. I can't remember the name of it, but it's, I think it's like change the block something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If you were going to donate to us, uh, go ahead and donate to uh, a better cause in our name. And we would love to, to see that. And um, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a like, follow, and subscribe. Nice five-star rating. Tell us how good we are. Or tell us what we can improve on. We love comments. And no, uh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, okay. I want to be told how great I am. Travis doesn't, but I love constructive criticism, or at least I say I do. Uh, and with that, on to the show. What did you guys check out this week Like uh, with your peepers, with your eyeballs? I'm jumping right in because I notice on my show, everyone's afraid to be the first one to talk. So I'm just going to get it. I'm just getting it. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to break the ice. Uh, I'm still just going through all the stuff that's on HBO Max. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on uh, watches yet, but I've been watching the show Succession over there. Uh, I'm almost done with season two, and I think season three starts sometime this fall. But uh, it was originally... I think I originally read about it from Gary Wood on Twitter, basically saying it's the best show on HBO that no one's watching. Damn. Uh, It's essentially like Game of Thrones, but in corporate America. (laughs) Like, that's the level of of characters and and stuff that you're getting from it right now. Um, Is it almost always season two? The the general premise is the the first season opens with uh, Brian Cox, who if y'all look him up, you will definitely recognize this actor. Um, mm-hmm. It's also the, weird because that was the name of my old boss. <laughs> that is weird. No relation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's the CEO of a fictional media conglomerate. Like they own, uh, else we got in this show? they own like a a big news station, a lot of television studios. Um, they did have a movie studio. They own like resorts and stuff. 
So fictional like Disney or Fox kind of thing. And he's he's the head of it. They're very like they're certainly right wing as far as like their news organization and stuff like that. And he's getting on in years and he's looking to retire. And they're pretty sure it's going to be his second oldest son uh, that's going to be taking the reins. But he's kind of he seems kind of iffy on whether or not he's actually going to announce his retirement. But, of course, the son is ready to take over for the father and the king Mm -hmm. and, you know, solidify his own legacy and all this stuff and start taking the company a new direction. And before all this can like really occur, uh, his health deteriorates very rapidly. And so a lot of, he's got like three other siblings, uh, one older brother, a younger brother who is, uh, Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just looking at the cast. Who's awesome in this show. And then, uh, he has a, I think older sister. I want to say that she's technically older than him and you can kind of see where it goes from there. They all, everyone's kind of vying for power within this company, vying for their father's favor. Uh, a lot of deals going on and stuff, of course, like corporate acquisitions and things like that, that all sounds kind of boring, but it's done like as a, it's almost like a dark comedy for a lot of it. Ooh. And it, it can be very oddly funny. And yeah, it's just another, one of those shows where it's like HBO is just so consistently good with like their series these days. Like it's all the actors are on point. The casting is just great. Uh, It doesn't lag at all. Like there's always some sort of intrigue and some sort of new wrinkle and backstabbing. And like I said, it's very game of Thrones esque. It's, it's, it's very back alley deals, some shady stuff. I hate to admit, I have not looked at, the list on HBO Max yet. I still haven't even checked out. I have the app on the the TV. I just haven't even looked at it. Yeah, I mean, I'm at ashamed. minimum, I'm it's ashamed. basically because I think it's funny. Uh, we don't actually have this news post, but Warner Bros or AT and T, whoever the fuck owns HBO, I can't remember. Uh, I think it's Warner Media Group. Uh, they're going back to the drawing board again and are now saying that we're actually they're getting rid of HBO Go and HBO Now entirely. And everyone's and going to be on HBO Max, which hmm. is what everyone kind of thought was the plan from the beginning. <laughs> but they're just so terrible at branding that I, I don't know. It's, it's a clusterfuck over it's there. But so just what's the quick difference between now and Max and whatever the other one was? So now was basically if you had HBO through your cable provider, which is how people had HBO for years and years and years. Yes. Then now came out and it was like, hey, you can put this on your phone and now you can watch your HBO shows on the go. Okay. Uh, HBO. I'm sorry. Actually, that's HBO. That's how stupid and confusing (laughs) all this is. That was actually HBO Go because it was like, here's the app and you can use it on the go. Right. Uh, HBO Now was their separate platform, mostly the same content, but it was for people. If you just you were going to subscribe to HBO directly and you didn't have a cable provider. Okay. So you would just you'd sign up for it just like you'd sign up for Netflix. Right. Uh, right. I had now. that for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then HBO Max is the new platform that's HBO and then also curated content from Warner Bros, DC, uh, Boomerang, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, of course. Um, oh, TBS. Cool. I'm a lot of other yeah. stuff. I'll definitely okay. find something on there. I like. Yeah. That. So that's why Doom Patrol's on Max. 
Yeah, because that comes from the that's DC part of it. Titans but not, was there. But not, yeah, exactly. And that's where it's so weird is that. Because I was like, oh, Doom Patrol. That's, I mean, why wouldn't they also have Titans on there? It's kind of like when Disney me. Plus first launched. <laughs> because, like, when Disney Plus launched, the example of the show I wanted to watch because I thought it was going to be in 4K HDR finally was uh, The Runaways, which is a Marvel Cinematic Universe TV yep. series that was on Hulu. Um, but then on Disney Plus. They only got season one when they were up to and had already finished season three. So you can watch all three seasons on Hulu in 1080p or season one in 4K, but not the other seasons. And then most like only very recently have they added season two, but season three still not there. And it's like, why? What deal could there be? Like you own all of this shit. You own most of Hulu. <laughs> like what is keeping you from just consolidating? And but uh, again, it's always like some sort of licensing deal tying up all this shit. Uh, HBO is doing the same thing now where it's like they launched and they were they were advertising they were going to have all of the DC Universe stuff. Except when on launch day, they had all they had like no Superman content. Man of Steel wasn't on there. The old Christopher Reeves Superman movie, Superman Returns, all that's missing. But they had all the Batman stuff. Well, now all the Batman stuff is leaving July 1st. And then the Superman stuff's going to rotate in. And now they're saying that, like, they're going to have a rotation of DC Universe content instead of just putting everything on there. Because another thing I thought they were going to do was just can DC Universe and bring it it all on HBO Max. But they're not doing that, which is why Titans (laughs) is stuck on on DC Universe. Poor Titan. But then Doom Patrol is going to be on HBO now. And apparently Swamp Thing might be coming back, but not on DC Universe. It'll come back on HBO. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I mean, that's uh, cool that Swamp Thing might be coming back because didn't that get like pretty favorable reviews whenever it, it was got on? Really good reviews. And How many that episodes was the one did they do? They did the whole season. Oh, I think. did they? Okay, I think. I, I, Something DC's tells me I, I don't think watch. they finished the season. That's what I, I, I want to say. I, I could like be. Got, I could be mistaken though. I feel like it, yeah, it got canceled before they finished season. But I maybe I'm, I might be wrong. I know they got <laughs> at least like five episodes out, and then they yeah, that's what I thought they had like canceled, a handful, and then yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, so HBO Max, I mean, that said, like, it, it, they're cleaning it up. It's only, It hasn't even been out a whole month yet, but um, <clears throat> tons of content. Yeah, like, if you if if you like HBO shows, like, all of the HBO stuff is there. Their whole back catalog, yeah. it still has all the, the rotating movies that would normally be on HBO. I'm more for the Warner Brothers stuff, to be honest. Oh, I'm in it for HBO, dude. Yeah. They got The Wire, going to rewatch The Sopranos. Nobody likes The Wire. A lot of people like Idiots the wire. Don't like the wire. Nobody likes the wire. The wire is it's one of the best shows on Nobody, like that's ever been on television. Nobody likes the wire. The wire was Breaking Bad before Breaking um, Bad was Breaking Bad. Why did you feel the urge to rewatch Spider-Man: Far From Home, dude? Because it hit me the other night yeah. that it, this is the longest we've gone since like Iron Man One came out mm-hmm. that we, we haven't, haven't had another MCU film. Yeah, we're almost at like a, times, man. Yeah, it's crazy because Spider-Man came out in, what, July 2019? Sure. Yeah. So we're coming up on a full year (coughs) and it was already going to be the longest gap we'd seen in a long time with the original Black Widow release. And then now we don't at this point, we don't even know if it's going to come out. Never. Like with all we'll talk about that later. But uh, (coughs) yeah, I just I was just in the mood. It was also because I was tooling around with my Xbox in in the living room. (laughs) And I had read that Plex supposedly had some new updates for like Dolby Atmos was working better 
and Ooh. I have the Dolby Atmos app <laughs> for the Xbox. And I, uh, so I was listening. I watched it with headphones with the Dolby Atmos for headphones app and stuff. That was sick. Uh, sounded fantastic. Way better than my TV speakers. <laughs> Uh, so that that was the main reason I was going through like what movies do I have that are that I know are Dolby Atmos and Spider Man Far From Home was one of them and I just love Spider Man it's a good I can watch that don't have to necessarily finish it I bet but you I did. probably <laughs> the new Spider Man uh, game announcement too kind of had you in the mood for it as well yeah that was a lot of it too yeah exactly yeah we just that just makes me want to watch into the Spider Verse man I thought about watching that too. That's another one I, I'm good itching for it's a rewatch. So good looking, and it's just—I it's mean, it's yeah, so especially it's on your music. TV. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was the thing is, I watched it on the new living room TV, so it was nice, sixty-five inch <coughs> HDR, and that's very good. Not so, as good as my TV, I so will much, say, but so it's pretty much, good. So much TV, ah, oh, so good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on the main show, I was talking about this last week that I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy X, and Thirty Rock has been like my my side monitor show mm-hmm. that I've been watching as I've been doing all my grinding and stuff. Good show. Just still holds up. It still holds up. Uh, I will say, I don't know if it's because it, it's funny because when I, I've recently, of course I've watched the office tons of times. I've watched parks and recreation tons of times. 30 rock. I've never actually gone back and done a rewatch. Really? And I tried not long ago and I got like six episodes in and then I ended up picking like community instead. Oh, it's community. like my show to like watch as I fall asleep. Community's but great. it's a very good background show. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about me or what it says about the show. Probably nothing. Probably doesn't say anything. <laughs> I love but it. It's, it's just a funny show to have on, you know, in the background. It's like basically yeah, sunny parks, for me. It's like I'm going to watch Parks and Recreation. Like if I'm putting that on, I'm going to watch the fucking the episode. The story not just in Parks is a little more coherent. And then like community, it's a bunch of. You know, kind of gags and stuff, but Thirty Rock always felt very like the jokes always felt forced. Like, like Liz Lemon was always like telling a joke literally to like it's almost the camera. Got that family Guy style of joke writing, kinda, yeah. Like it's a lot of like quick cuts to a, a funny uh-huh. skit or it's, flashback. It's very or just- much. Kind of like non sequiturs, yeah, yeah, which is fine. No, it's, but it's not, the same thing. I'm not, not gonna bad. like sit down and like binge watch Family yeah. Guy. I'll throw it on in like the background. Yeah. I was reading a Reddit article a few days, ago, or it might have been a couple of weeks ago, uh, about um, this show called The Critic that came out years before Family Guy. Kind of did never, like that. You never watched The, the Critic. Never did. I watched oh the first God. episode on YouTube. Yeah, it I was pretty the, great. I love The Critic, man. Mm-hmm. I, I can picture the character, but I don't think I ever watched it. It was, um, oh, God, what was his name? Kind of like the, he looks like an egg. Damn it. Wearing uh, a suit. It's going to bother me because I can't remember his fucking name. Jay Sherman. But what was the John Lovitz? That's, That's what it his was. name. John, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John yeah. Lovitz is great. It was that high pitched kind of. Oh, dude, I love the critic. Man. It was something stinks. that it was something that came on at night that it was like just on the cusp of something my mom was like that's inappropriate but I don't think you understand why it's inappropriate so I'm gonna let you, so I'm just gonna let you watch it and laugh uh yeah those I, are the best shows I remember the critic man it was fucking good stuff it was but, also uh, aside from the oh sorry no it was also like it leads into like um the Simpsons for me cause it's 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 got you got Al Jean and Mike Ra- uh, Reese or Rice whatever yeah terrible yeah. show the Simpsons is great, man. Why do you hate the Simpsons? Terrible show. 
But go ahead, Travis. I was just going to say the other thing I watched, uh, of course, very timely. And I feel bad because I didn't – We, Ethan and I both watched 13th mm-hmm. on Netflix. Uh, documentary focusing on the 13th Amendment and the prison industrial complex in this country. And it's one I had heard about when it came out and I didn't watch it. And I don't remember why – I. And it was talked about a lot then, and it's been on my Netflix list for, like, forever. And part of it I chalk up to, like, this. I'm not, like, a documentary guy. Like, I I don't watch a lot of documentaries in general. So, like, I have a lot of stuff for when the mood strikes, but I just hadn't watched it. And I felt like if ever there was a time to watch 13th, like, this is it. And, man, what an intense look at just the history it's a hard it's hard watch like you said yeah of of like segregation and the treatment of blacks and minorities in this country mostly blacks and basically using them in a sense of like abolishing slavery with the 13th amendment while yeah, 20th century slavery. While yeah. also making a clause that basically institutionalizes slave slavery, and they took advantage of that to a a degree that they put light on it so much that it's 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 very uh, humbling in a very dark way because it makes you just yeah, recognize stuff that maybe you are a little <clears throat> blind to, you know. Well, what I think is so crazy, and I think what the documentary does so well, is it takes – like if you just put a bullet point list of all the things this documentary covered, I'd be like, yeah, I know most of this already. But it's it's how it's all linked together. Yeah, because I mean – it forms like these chains that really show – like that prove how systemic it yeah, is. Like we know, can, that, we know there's four private prisons. We know – or uh, privately owned prisons and stuff, and they're for profit. And we know that prisons make money based on how many prisoners we have in there. Mm-hmm. And we know, especially in our state, how much money that goes into those programs and how a lot of our politicians are complicit in allowing these programs to exist. Right. And when you and say it like all that in in hindsight, it sounds all bad. Like, oh, my God, how did that stuff get past and how did that how did they get away with that but then you look at like the time the politicians what was going on in the world people use that to advance their own rhetoric and yeah they like we know that everyone knows that the war on drugs exists because nixon wanted to arrest hippies and black people right and then yeah, reagan advanced that. it and then <laughs> clinton used it as a way to look as a to the public as a harsher democrat on crime yeah. to enlist the you know the call of the police to bring in more police so he could look tough but also be a democrat so he could win the vote and you know a whole bunch of other stuff and blah well that's a really simplified version but yes at a systemic level it is just it starts from one point and it's really easy to look back in hindsight for everything and examine it all as a timeline and be like oh shit that started way way back then and it led up well, to that's, this, but that's something that someone points out in the in the documentary that like these systems are operated by people that are so good at making these small changes and and covering it up is like something that it's not that like by the time you realize what happened, it's like it's already so deep. Thirty, yeah, like it, it's already it already got what it wanted, and 
like I said, just having it all laid out in such a very well edited, such a very succinct show was, like you said, eye opening and just hard to watch at a lot of points. Like there's a lot of especially by the end, like if your heart doesn't hurt, then I don't know. I don't yeah. know how to say that that person that can watch that and, and not feel like something needs to be done and like like we need to be making each other go out to vote and we need to be more active and it needs to be something where we aren't just all yelling at the internet for a week and then we go back to doing what we were doing before. Yeah, and I and I, I think I even told Drew about this the other day. It's like I feel um I feel like a coward sometimes just because like I, I want to do something and 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 I, I speak the you know about the injustice and all that, but I mean I'm not doing anything. I'm not out there like some of these people that are much braver than I am. Uh, so I feel, you know, I feel terrible that I'm not actually out there trying to support the cause physically. And it, it, this, you know, this even makes you look a little bit more at it. But it's but I'm not the victim here. Uh, it's it's black lives and all the other people that aren't being held accountable that are the injustices. So, uh, yeah, but uh, like I said, absolutely worth watching. It's, yes. It's not even that long. And it's yeah, it's like on said, my it's, watch list. It's so well edited too that like it it never droops or drags. There's no eye rolly moments. There there's a queer agenda, obviously, but like why the fuck wouldn't there be? Like if there was ever an agenda to have, <laughs> I think undoing for profit prisons and and fixing what is probably the most insane loophole in the quote land of the free. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not, I mean, again, with the, the prison reform, I think go a step of that. I just amend the 13th amendment or add another one that strips it of that specific sentence because there's the land of, I mean, I don't care if you are a criminal, you're not a slave that I'm, that's not, yeah, I that's mean, just it, not right. Exactly. Like it, it's supposed to be, a program that allows people to be reformed and it's clearly not like I, there's a, a particular story in this documentary about a young man who basically is held in prison for three years, never charged with a crime because he didn't commit one. Then they let him go. And through that time he had, you know, been beaten so many times. I'm sure he had participated in beatings at certain points because it's just, these systems are not built to, you know, help people educate you and stuff. And yeah, the, exactly. Help people. And that was one of the things that uh, somebody in the show said that, like, if if you were to look at this on paper, you'd think, oh, well, the people that should be working here are te- teachers and doctors educators and doctors and, yeah. and, and people that can assist with your mental health. And which is a whole other issue with, in our country, as well as the perception of mental health and how we handle people that need help yeah and, and it's like nope it's just that asshole steve from high school that couldn't get into college and needed a job yeah, exactly yeah it's uh it's yeah uh fucking man defund these prisons defund the police it's crazy Change but yeah, 13th I, I, I highly, yeah just, highly just, recommend people go watch yeah. 13th on on netflix it's just one three th yeah if you haven't seen it it's pretty pretty powerful but uh i did also watch um space force uh, on Netflix, I finished that Ooh. Um, on a lighter note. What did you think of it? 
Uh, it was all right. I, I I think I think it was okay. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. First season of a new show, you know, you got season one itis. You got to get the you know the writer kinks out of it. Maybe you change a little storyline. Some characters develop into a different type of character. Uh, but I I thought it was okay. The ending was a little so so. Just because, you know, they are leaving it for another season and stuff. So it kind of ends see, on that. Yeah, I've heard complaints about the ending, but I liked it. It was all right. You know, it was cool. But I think the uh, the dynamic between Steve Carell and the uh, the older scientist. John that, Malkovich. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. I feel awful. Malkovich, Malkovich, That, Malkovich. that back and forth between them. And then you uh, throw in a little bit of Ben Schwartz every now and then. And it's yeah. uh, it's fuck Tony it's, was really funny. <laughs> I still don't fucking understand that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I thought there was some solid, solid stuff in there. Remind nice. me again, these are 30 minute episodes. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. They are it's short. like a 10 episode mm-hmm. season, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I need to just go and binge watch it. Just yeah, give it a you couple, can totally you know, knock it out. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand what happened with Gwyneth Paltrow, though. Or is that Lisa Kudrow? That's Lisa that's Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. So, I, I'm sorry. They I never really th- explain it, but the I think that's something they're going to. Yeah, they kind of uh, yeah, they kind of just kind of just happens. It, it just out of nowhere, and it's just like, hey, she's not going to. She's somewhere else now, and yeah, they don't they, really they, say anything. They yeah. only ever say like, oh, she did something really bad, and that's it. And I'm like, okay. can't afford to have Lisa Kudrow on every episode. But see, that's the weird thing. They'll bring her back for season two. They'll make no, a no, joke no, about no. It. That's see, that's the weird thing. You think she's going to go away, and then she's not going to be in any more episodes because of what happens. And then she's subsequently in almost every episode after a certain point. So it's like, okay, now I don't understand at all. Like they just mull over it. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I think they're playing it out that we're going to see her story more explained in season two. If we get a season two, I I guess it's, it's just odd. But um, other than that, I don't think I watched too many crazy other things. I've been watching this um, quote unquote, political activist person on twitch a lot uh that's that's really um, about it yeah before we get too far off of that ethan since since you're that's in the mood you're in right now uh there's another podcast i highly recommend uh i recommend this podcast in general just because it's a good it's another good gaming podcast but uh the spawn on me podcast hosted (laughs) by khalif adams good name um they did an episode uh, a couple weeks ago uh, called a lesson in blackness. No, sorry. And he had, um, five, I believe, five other uh, black members of just the video game community and podcast community and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which was Blessing Adeoye from uh, Kind of Funny Games. Nice. And basically, just you know, had it out for a couple hours yeah. about what's been going on and just their own. Sometimes it's okay to get it out. Just kind of, even if it is a little aggressive, sometimes you need to get that out. Yeah, no, I, it's not like they're yelling and stuff. No, all no, time. I'm just saying if it, you know, sometimes if it gets a little heated, that's okay. Cause this is a, yeah, this is a heated yeah. topic. So, you know, it's good. It's good to get it all out. That's, but, that's uh, cool. I highly recommend you, you would probably, I think you'd very much enjoy that episode in particular. Uh, and a lot of the creators on there are just people I've, I, had never even heard of but yeah. all are very active in the video game community and i think i, I followed all of them on twitter uh, a couple of uh, there's one guy in particular um harris who is fucking hilarious <laughs> and i can't believe i'd never heard of him before and he's actually uh been on ign recently on uh one of their podcasts and i think on um 
oh, I saw him on something else too, but he, he's just really funny. And uh, yeah, but in general, I mean, this is not a funny podcast. And for the most part, there are yeah. some, there are moments of levity throughout it, but I highly recommend you guys, both of y'all probably throw that one on in the background. That was another good listen to get, uh, <laughs> their perspectives on what's been happening and everything. Yeah, lately. definitely. I think I'll definitely check it out. I think that might, I'll listen to it while I'm at work or something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's um, always good to experience the perspective of somebody who can actually understand the struggles and stuff that's going on. Exactly. And uh, before we get off the topic of Space Force, I did want to ask if you guys had seen that uh, the U.S. government is supposedly yes. looking into what I they didn't. might have to do as far as legal action against Netflix because they have the trademark for Space Force. I, yeah. I, did <laughs> I didn't understand that as like a thing, like because most of that stuff that's involved with the White House, I'm just like, oh, God, what the fuck now? These fucking monkeys so, running, the, running this place. Is it like a merchandising thing? Because that's like usually what that stuff comes down to. I think partly, yeah, because it's the same as like like the U.S. government owns the trademark for NASA. And uh-huh. You can't just make I mean, like a some of that fund. It sounds silly when you're talking about funding expenses like yeah. rocket ships, but <laughs> NASA sells hats. There's T-shirts with That's NASA true. printed on them. Yeah. Like it's they got a gift shop of, when you go to the when you go to the space center. Yeah, like there's yeah. licensing involved and you stuff. Buy, and, you could buy moon rocks. <laughs> and I, I don't know if uh, the U.S. government wants Space Force TM on T-shirts with Steve Carell's well, Steve face Carell and a meme like a, on it or and something. A, and like a poop joke or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like it's a legally registered trademark. <laughs> like they yeah. already have it. What do you Well, so they, it's it? funny because they do like um, – sorry. They do mention like the POTUS and the, the – uh, what do they call – the FOTUS, which is the first – or the floatist, the first lady. Yeah, first lady of the um, uh, United States. They're mentioned uh, throughout the whole show, and they're kind of like talked to through a middleman of one of, yeah. the, I guess, the head councils or something. They kind of handle it like in Veep. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's you never text. really see these no, people, it's all but they're constantly referring it's, yeah, to it's, them. It's texts and phone calls, but you never hear anything. So it's it's funny that you know he 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 is technically in like there, but they don't yeah. really they don't really talk about it. No, so, they never yeah. mention him. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is Joe Para and why does he why does he want to talk with me? OK, so Joe Para <laughs> is a stand up comedian and he has a show on now on Adult Swim called Joe Para Talks With You. And I this this is a Patton Oswalt joke, but is this like too many he is jokes? a human quaalude of a man. Like if you just put him on and just listen to him talk, it just is relaxing. But I'm not basically, dying sober. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but basically, each episode he talks to you just about random things. Like the first episode is like Joe Parra talks with you about rocks, and he goes into talking about rocks in uh, you know in Michigan where he lives, and uh, kind of rocks. It, you would have to go watch a show. Like again, these these oh. episodes are only like fifteen minutes long, and oh, okay. uh, That's That's I watched like this like two Jeff weeks ago. Goldblum and I did. Disney Plus show, except on actually doubters. funny and you know, I, stopped, I stopped watching that show i watched like a handful and i was like i don't i watched one episode one. and i was just like i don't care about this anymore i watched the one about shoes and I the one about watch, ice cream i watched the they were interesting and then i uh, i'll go back and watch the others yeah but um yeah joe perry just has like this really just kind of like humble voice i would try and do an impersonation of it but it would just be awful um <laughs> You're a good person. <laughs> no, not no, like that. That's but not him. 
Um, that's not him. But like one of my favorite episodes of the show is um, it's called uh, Joe Para talks with you about breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it's just about him going into a diner, talking about breakfast food and like just the breakfast culture. And you interact with all these weird characters in the town. And there's just one point where he talks to this family at a table and um, the, the, the dad of the family is just like. Uh, he's like, damn it, I didn't get the perfect egg bite. And Joe's just like, well, what's an egg bite, you know? And and so the, it, I swear, it's like a two and a half to three minute sequence of him <laughs> just talking bites. about like the perfect egg bite is you you, you get uh, uh, you get your toast, you butter it, and you know, um, <laughs> you, you know, you get your eggs and your bacon and everything, and it's all about getting that combination all into the right sandwich. And he goes through all the processes of building the sandwich, and then he bites into it, and he's like, damn it, I didn't do it, you know. <laughs> Jeez, it's just really super silly, but also so what was he missing? Uh, nothing. It's just that I, it just didn't taste. You right just have to mouth. watch it. Yeah, like it's just. I need closure, <laughs> though. Are they not going to tell me what the guy was missing from this perfect egg bite by the end? Yeah, I guess he just he bites it. And it just wasn't as satisfying as he wanted as he was describing it. You know, um, that's it. That's the joke. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like I, I got kind of excited about the show because like I know what he's talking about, but I just didn't. I wasn't sure about what why his uh, egg bite was unsatisfactory. Yeah, Did it have to do I, with like the runny yolk. No, it's, you're thinking way too much into it. Yolk. <laughs> I'm thinking too much into it. And you're telling me you listen to a fucking dude talk about breakfast for 30 minutes. Yeah, dude, I, I've listened two to two and like a half to three minutes. Gordon That's Ramsey what I said. It's only 15 minute long for like show. 30 minutes. Um, Anthony Bourdain. You know what? <laughs> I've listened to That's a lot of people needs. talk about food. For Tune 30 in Wednesday minutes. at 10 a.m. I'm going to have an episode of Absent Mind Eats Up. Absent Mind <laughs> for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> But I really enjoyed it. It's in, it's very much in that vein of of Adult Swim, just very strange, weird humor. A B M um, in the A M. A B M stands uh, for other bowel than that, movement. I I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> just making sure everybody got it. <laughs> but other than that, I've just been watching a shit ton of YouTube this week. Dude, YouTube. I have Jesus. just been on. You on that Vsauce going, dog? Going down. No. Going down the rabbit hole no. of dog rescue videos on YouTube. Oh, that's oh, right. Uh, sad. Yeah, I have this one. Oh, fall. but they're so great in the end, though. It's, I watch it's just amazing to watch. I watch a Save a Fox with this uh, this lady who who saves foxes, and she has like a yeah. farm of them, and they just run around, and it's hilarious because one of them like because like they laugh when they like that's their noise. They make like a weird giggle or. I don't know. It's a fox noise, but it's cute and it, it <laughs> makes me it makes me smile. And they're funny. So yeah, yeah, foxes. Yeah, that's Eagle what vibe. I've been into this week. Fox too. <laughs> that's that's man. That's all. That's some good stuff. We had a mix of some really good stuff and some yeah. stuff to. I would still say, just give Joe Paratox with you a try. If, it's not, if you're not into it, it's fine. Just try it. We'll see. I'll, I'll Specifically, go to that breakfast one. Maybe. Maybe when you play Bloodborne, I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> okay. Maybe uh, Bloodborne gets a remaster. Yeah, man, I hope so. I really want it to. Anyway, hey, Ethan. What? What's that noise? Uh, I don't know. What's that sound? What do you hear? A boo doo boop boop doo doo boop boo doo 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 doo. Beat on the street. This is. I appreciate the the enthusiasm, boys. I really do. 
good. Someone's got to have some. <laughs> Travis, would you like to start us off since you, you did this one? I uh, would love to start us off. I would, I would love for you to start us off. Just an update for the good people out there that are waiting on the next big thing from HBO. It's going to be The Last of Us, of course. Uh, the director and writer of some of the episodes of Chernobyl, which was also on HBO, Johan. I hope it's Johan. It's probably just Johan. <laughs> but you read Johan and you think Johan. So I'm going to go with Johan Rink uh, is also joining The Last of Us. He's going to be help directing the HBO pilot. Uh, of course, he's joining uh, Craig Mazin, who was also the series creator and writer of Chernobyl, and uh, Neil Druckmann, who is the uh, I think he's like the co-president, Naughty Dog, and the director and uh, creative director and writer of uh, The Last of Us as well. So more powerhouses joining onto this show. It's better, fucking yeah. better and better. Yeah, uh, Riot. If it's not good, Rinks, Riot, uh, Rinks' direction on Chernobyl is of course like a huge part of the intensity that gets across in that show. And I, I think watch Drew Chernobyl. can specifically uh, sound off on that, having <laughs> yes. watched it a bit more recently than me. But Ethan, I, you should I, definitely it, watch Chernobyl. I'm getting around to it. It's such a perfect fit for something like The Last of Us. Like the more people Absolutely. that are announced for this show, the more like I just cannot wait. I, I'm I'm very excited to see what HBO. I does hope with we this. can capture the dark and dreary of the last of I'm, us. I'm oh telling man, you right dude! Now, once you see Chernobyl, to. you're gonna yeah, <laughs> but, absolutely. But also, there the are the, there are those rays. Dread there are those rays is, of hope uh, in the Last of Us, and that's what kind of keeps you moving forward. So I hope they can also you know nobody wants to just be sad necessarily. I don't know if you not read any of those reviews for The Last of Us Two. <laughs> no, of course not. There are no rays of hope in that story, never. sir. <laughs> I am media blackout for Last of Us Two. Also, uh, in The Last of Us One, our main character kind of crushes the single ray of hope that existed. So exactly, uh, I'm not so sure about your. There's always your feelings on what it needs to be there. There's always a ray of hope. That's what keeps you going uh, forward. I mean, he leaves one for Ellie, but there's not technically one anymore. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> what an awful thing for him to do, too. Mm-hmm. Parading her around like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, Last of Us could be awesome. It better be. Or HBO is going down. Like, that will be the end. If they fuck this up. That'll be the end. If they fuck this up. <laughs> that's that's going to be the end. Uh Next up on the street, uh, Nick Kondo, lead animator, confirmed on Twitter that production had begun on Sony Pictures' animations studios' Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Uh, See, that's a sentence that could have been formatted a little differently. Nick Kondo, lead animator of what? I like... Well, the way I wrote it, and I also realize <laughs> that how it sounds. But if if the person that is, is hearing it has a little patience, they can piece together who he's the lead animator of and for. Oh, so you want you're, for Spider Man to the Spider Verse too? You want to? It's like oh, you'll get the cake, but you got to earn it. No, I just kind of wrote it, and then I was just like, I don't want to write it again. <laughs> uh, last month, they actually pushed uh, pushed back the release date from the original April. 2022 to a more reasonable October 7th, 2022. 
I guess. I don't know. From from I don't know if it's reasonable, I I, I but just, I, I just don't understand like the move from a couple of months is gonna matter for a movie that's probably gonna get changed again. I assume it was well, maybe conflicting with like another movie that they thought or something. It's because so many internal deadlines are moving so much, yeah. and this was one that had already been blatantly said, like, hey, <laughs> like because you know how movie studios they have like these dates mm-hmm. like written out like that way so everyone knows hey whose toes am I stepping on because I want to or whose toes do I want to be out of the way of and a lot of those are just like Untitled Fox Project, Untitled Disney Project, Untitled Universal Project but Spider-Man was one where it's like okay well we we said we were going to do Spider-Verse 2 this date and then just with COVID and you know things moving anyway uh, if anything I don't think that it will move further from October 7th I, I think if anything they might readjust that and pull it forward again. Yeah. I, but for the time being, this is this is them being like, well, this is a safe well, date. Tom Holland, Spider-Man three is further out now. Venom two is further out now. And he sent us Morbius is further out now. So it's just their whole slate is just moving. And this had to move. Too. I'm of the mindset that just like every movie date right now is just like a possibly could change, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And until you're in the theater watching it, it's, it could change. And it's going to take a lot right. to get me into a theater right now. Uh, but yeah, this is good news. I, honestly, I don't know that it would take me that much. It would just have to be that, like, it's not sold to full capacity. Because yeah. before they even I, closed I'm theaters with Travis down, on that one. I was kind of looking forward to before the theaters like, were officially shuttered because of states saying, hey, part of our lockdown is going to be no more theaters for the moment because it's not essential. Like, I already had things I was like, okay, 50% capacity, I'm cool. Mm. And I had movies I was like, well, we're not going to have a whole lot else to do, so I'll go see this in the theater. I'll go wear my mask. I'm going to go in with gloves. I'm going to stay the fuck away from people, but maybe bring my own little wipes for my seat because I don't trust the kids running the store. Braver man than um, me. I'm not that – like, that I'm not as worried about as, say, going to a restaurant where it's like the whole I'm going to be ingesting things on purpose <laughs> like in a restaurant versus a movie theater where it's like I can bring a bottle of water. I'll be fine. I don't need your shitty other people red eating pizza around and stuff. you. I don't care if you're eating around me. Do right. live your life, man. Because right. they're going to be further away. Like, when, that's the whole point with like the when they said they were going to be 50 percent capacity. That's so there's no instance where I have to sit next to somebody like sure, I will be six still, feet away. You're still sharing a theater. With that person yeah, I mean, with an open mouth, which increases your chance of transmission from like even if they're six feet away from you, then you're like, fine. So like it's like fifteen percent or something, man. I'm just saying I'm already at risk because I ha- I live with someone who goes to work every day with nasty children uh, and comes in contact with parents. Like, I'm, I'm at risk anyway by living here. You're a braver man than me. I suppose big coward. Over I, and, here. And that's the thing is it, it's all about risk <laughs> assessment, right? Like I'm not running to hang out at people's houses for the same reason. Like I, I've chosen that's something not essential, but yeah. seeing a movie in the theater, it's like, well, the one or three to three movies a year I'm going to go see anyway. Sounds like a patriot. I, I go dish. see in the theater at half capacity. Sounds like a patriot dish. You can take precautions. Nah, there's less precautions. I can't sanitize the plate of food you're dropping off at my table. That's the difference for me. I'm not choosing to ingest well, anything while I'm there. I would hope that the the plate would already be clean. Sure, but that, that's where you get into like, well, what like the waiter drops off food at one table and then goes to another and drops off more food. I'm like, you well, you came in close enough to somebody. You're not six feet away when you're dropping off the but food. But just you like know? AMC puts in like regulations or whatever, the the theater would put in new regulations for service. Restaurants would do that too. 
depends on the restaurant. Sure, I, I 100% the, don't believe you. on the theater. I mean, you still, did we you, not talk about that? That uh, secret shopper thing that Mark Cuban did like a month ago? Where no, he, I don't know what you're talking dude, about. Fuck Mark oh my Cuban. God. Dude, he hired no, he hired this firm of secret shoppers basically to go to restaurant establishments in uh, in Texas and Dallas, Houston, and no, San Antonio. Fuck that I, guy. I don't believe a word that comes out of that dude's mouth. Fuck you, Mark Cuban's awesome. No, he's dude, not. You're crazy. I love Mark Cuban. Well, anyway, pfft. it's not his mouth. It's the firm that he was that was hired. Yeah, and they have like this huge amount the of firm data that you hire. Let me get my words no, out. I mean, he had this huge amount of data that was tracked, and one of the biggest things was that it's mostly these like franchises and stuff that were breaking like most of the rules and regulations that had been set for all of this. Mm-hmm. Whereas like your local like mom pop stop stores and stuff and family owned businesses and things we're like being that way more we're sanitary. Doing a lot better. Yeah. yeah. And uh, funnily enough, places like uh, like Jack in the Box and like drive through uh, fast food restaurants were doing a lot better as far as like dine in establishments, so, say like an Olive Garden or whatever. And you can see here it's yourself. I saw it so many times the last time I was down in the Woodlands, um, like driving by restaurants and stuff. Olive Garden was had a fucking packed ass parking lot with people waiting outside when we were supposed to be at 25% capacity. I never you know, go to I got I'd that as well. Even uh, whenever I was going getting my snacky snacks and my nuggets <laughs> earlier, uh, I was looking at uh, a present company from the McDonald's drive through and that shit was packed nobody wearing a mask nobody staying six feet apart just insanity i'm just thinking in my head these fucking idiots just yeah whereas you you go to that mcdonald's and it's like dude they still got sneeze guards up everyone i've seen yes. in the local mcdonald's has masks on and gloves and i can see the box of gloves next to their register so i know they're switching them regularly and yeah like just so many of those were like seen as like abiding by these rules so much better and ethan where did you go for dinner tonight just curious oh we didn't go good i'm glad yeah. i was well I we, was were, not we weren't going to like a, a restaurant we were going to somebody's house but we didn't we ended up just not going gotcha okay because when i read that i was like man no i told you I don't, I'm not, I don't go to restaurants and i don't go that's like, why i thought was yeah, funny no, i was like I'm, wait you told us you were going out for dinner i'm earlier. more scared of boogers and germs than the both of you. I'm a big coward over here, man. <laughs> my, my body is an ecosystem. Keep away germs. Yeah, no, I've, done, I've done plenty of takeout and stuff, but it's, yeah. it's I've not done it in places where that are currently allowing full capacity in their stores. And no, there yeah, if, I saw, like, if I saw a full... Because there are rules that aren't being enforced. Well, I mean, aren't we technically like reopened? I don't know. I, I'm not, not, right now. I'm not I, going out. So at least here, restaurants next week move to 75% mm, technically. That's too much. It, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's too much. And I mean, it's it's, it's a point now where, this, and I mentioned that in Slack where I was like, dude, the franchises don't care about you at all. The big ones no. where it's like, we have 800 locations across the country. They don't give a fuck, but the locally owned places, they're the ones that are going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that they are doing everything as best as possible because they cannot take another. We have to close for two weeks. Like Olive Garden will be fine. Pizza Hut will be fine. Like these other places are not going to be okay. Like small businesses are already running at razor thin margins. Like it's, 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 it is in their best interest to be watching their employees like eagles and hawks and just being like <laughs> you will do what we tell you to do to keep people safe and coming in our doors and feeling like they're in a safe place uh despite all that i'm also like between the protests and just like we have like skyrocketing case numbers again in our city yeah uh, 
I heard that whenever I I was uh, getting my test yesterday. I heard the doctors talking about it. Not necessarily because of the protests. Most of the the protests. We talked about That's a huge part of it. People are wearing masks and stuff, but the people that are going. 100% not six feet away from each other, dude. True, but like I said earlier, if the person person next to you is wearing a mask and you are also wearing a mask, the airborne transmission, it goes down to like 1.5%. Even if you're not social distancing. It's Assuming the people, 100% of the people were wearing masks. It's the people that are going out to the bars and the restaurants and non-essential stuff that they shouldn't be doing, like salons yeah. and shit, and they're yeah. not wearing masks. They're you know, not people doing I saw stopping at bars in those protest videos the first couple of days when we were watching the one church stream we were watching. Yeah. But they're not really there for str- then they're not really there for the protests. That's what I'm saying. But they're in it. There's a there's I know a there's certain a type of, of people there, and that's obviously yeah. Come on. I'm not generalizing. I'm oh, saying you, that there are, yeah, there are plenty of people there doing that. I'm saying there just as many people could have been stopping off at the other place. And there's just as many people that weren't wearing masks. I'm not saying that the, everyone out there wasn't. You're saying the numbers, if 100% of people are wearing masks, it drops down to 1.5%, whatever. I agree. I know that. I'm saying that's a huge portion of why our case numbers are going up, because there are a lot of people that are ignoring social distancing. Masks are wearing are one part of it. I'm not, I'm not going to argue statistics with you, man. I, I wouldn't argue the statistics. I don't have the statistics. I don't either. I'm that's, why I'm not, that's why I'm not going to argue with you. Like, I know what I've read and I know what like they've been putting on the air and what's lies and what's like supposed truths. And so it's so no one from the protests has uh, gotten COVID is what you're saying. That's not what I said, because they're there for that a good reason for, not, for the right purpose. That is not what I said. All I said was that we have a lot of large numbers going up, and, and all a lot of that I was probably from people protesting. Was the majority of the protesting is people wearing masks? And I don't then, know if it's the majority. Well, okay, then why are you even arguing with me? Because I don't think you know either. Do you have those numbers in front of you? We just said we, we weren't going to argue statistics. We just said I don't. We don't have numbers, Travis. But we are yeah. watching the same protests, and you can see that those so people are so clearly wearing masks because we Some have video. A majority of them are. They're on video. I don't know why Did you're you arguing, them? dude. Come on. What is that's what a statistic is? <laughs> saying the majority means you're saying over fifty percent. It's literally on videotape of the majority of those crowds wearing masks. I don't know how else like. Your eyeballs. Uh, I'm gonna piss on your lawn. I simply, I we all watched protests happening, and I saw plenty of people without masks. Sure. I saw a lot of people with masks. Sure, exactly. There are, but pl- I'm not going to sit here and say majority or minority because that's a statistic which we just said we don't have firm numbers on. And I 100% agree that yeah, opening restaurants and bars and non-essential things was way too early, and that also contributed to the massive amount of cases. But to see videos of millions of people literally packing streets because of these protests, which 100% they're right to do, and I'm okay with protesting. I have no issue with that. That's not social distancing, and the masks have a limitation to what they can help is all I'm saying. And that was the whole point was that, I mean, they no, contributed to the rising cases. No, you got upset that I said majority because you that's something you don't necessarily believe. I'm sorry. Upset I'm was the wrong majority word. majority is a statistic. You disagreed with me. No, it's a word. What does it mean? It means that, a, but okay, you remember when that whole thing, when I you say that I speak overwhelmingly with, with my words or whatever? 
you don't have I to confident you don't have to say it may take it so specifically when i say majority i mean there are a lot more people probably wearing masks than there aren't because there are which groups would be 50 percent because or more, there are because groups that's a majority of people at these protests that are handing out masks by the hundreds by the thousands uh, yeah, that's all uh-huh okay so we're just gonna Words we're just gonna though. ignore that stuff I didn't because say you ignore. don't want to agree with one word that i said if your word is incorrect and you counter you were counterintuitive with your own usage of it, then I mean I think it's worth pointing out. We know what majority means. Like it's not a it's not an opinion. That word means something. The majority of something means more than half because that's a majority versus a minority. I said we don't have those statistics. That doesn't mean I don't agree that yeah we have t- pictures of tons of people wearing masks. I'm looking at one here where like if I sat here and counted out. Probably more people wearing masks in this particular photo. Oh, the back half of it's very blurry because of the depth of field. But we also have artistic. photos of people that are out doing the things that we just talked about that are literally intentionally not wearing masks because they don't think it's a concern. That's why I'm saying there yeah, is a I mean, huge a disconnect that do that. between the people that are out protesting who still believe that COVID is a real thing and the people that are out who you no. Know, want to see a movie that aren't going to even wear a mask because they think it's okay. That goes back to us talking about, you know, risk assessment. They're like wearing a mask helps. Absolutely. But well, the, a p- big part of it is social distancing. We are going to have like to that. agree to disagree until we find some statistics with, which they won't, <laughs> do, that that which they won't do until <laughs> years after this. But I stand by what I said, that the majority of the cases that, or have spiked are because of reopening the cities and not because of the protests. But that is okay for us to disagree. See, that I would agree with. What yeah, the, the majority of the that's, that's what, not that the was one my you said before. Goddamn point. That's Come not on. What you said. Yes, it was what I said, <laughs> we you arguing, motherfucker. No, you yes. were arguing the majority of protesters were wearing masks. No, dude, that was not. I said my I agree. Come on, that the majority of them came. get out of here. <laughs> you got to listen to the oh words I'm saying. They all have meaning. <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. I stopped it all and said I agree. All right. the, like a lot of people, it's probably from all bars right, and we're restaurants. We're moving on all because things. me and Travis agree. Apparently. <laughs> Kick it so heated, we were baby. agreeing the whole goddamn time, dude. We're not heated. We love each other. This is a- all I said was the majority weren't necessarily wearing masks. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. We don't know. You're right. Uh, well, let's do this one. Andrew, would you like to get us? Do you, you want to do this? Do you want to do this story it. one more time? <laughs> do we? You guys done? Yes. <laughs> well, oh, man, we, we, always, we always finish in the end, bro. We always come together. <laughs> That's the whole point, man. I don't start if I'm not going to finish, baby. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll read it again. <laughs> more, um, more oomph. We got to give some excitement. Fire. Universal pulls new Pete Davidson and Judd Apatow film from three theaters and drive-ins just days before premiere. Insiders at Universal say it may have just been a large misunderstanding as the movie has always intended for uh, VOD exclusively. Universal has not given any reason publicly. Apatow went on to Twitter to try and explain the miscommunication and apologize. So, yeah, I, I thought know. this was interesting, but because uh, it was really like two days yeah. before the premiere. Yeah, I just right? thought it was really weird because um, it was and it's also a movie I want to watch. Um yeah, just kind of. I think it was kind of like the right move too. Uh, 
Well, the theaters really aren't open, so like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what that's what made it was. Like, it wasn't a move. It was like a hey, we forgot to like. Well, no, there are our there, there were like, a handful of like drive-in theaters that were opening and that were posting this movie right, on yeah. on like Facebook, and they were pre-ordering tickets and stuff. And um, I thirsty. I think there actually were like a hundred theaters across like maybe the nation that were going to play this. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't look up many other states and how many theaters are opening or whatever. Um, Might have been like a mom and pop owned thing. I don't know. But uh, I mean, yeah, most drivers. Yeah, these like, days you gotta yeah, imagine. Exactly. yeah but Universal literally. Yeah. Like you said, like two days before called them and was just like, yeah, you have to pull this movie. And then everybody kind of scrambled to figure out refund positions because I don't believe Universal was like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to take that loss for you, you know. Oh, there's yeah, there's no way Universal exactly the, yeah. the, the drive-ins and stuff. They all have to hand them back. And, um, like, yeah, so they were they till ha- the movie launches. Like it's not like Universal's been getting paychecks yeah. for a movie they're not going to release. So they had to figure out something else to play and 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 et cetera. And Universal stood by the fact that they, you know, they always intended for this movie to come out exclusively on video on demand, and that it was never supposed to go public. But I don't know. I, don't how think, that that, I think that's just like I don't, know that I don't that think that's the case at all. You know, I don't know. If, I it, mean, if they, if they had always intended it for VOD, why would they even have it in theaters in the first place? I, I mean, maybe somebody was it scheduled before COVID? I mean, just something that I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's like when did it when did it get its date and when did these theaters find out? Because I mean, I th- to me it sounds. <laughs> fine and i think universal also came out because they were like they were the ones that said hey we're never going to put a movie in an amc theater again too so i think they had to get out ahead of it but oh so we can actually that that brings us to another story from from something uh but i i mean i don't know drew is there any more in the variety article about like when when pre-orders were starting to be taken or like when the original release date was announced i don't remember there being uh, too I, much I in there because i mean to me, it honestly does sound like, I mean, this is not a a billion dollar film. It's not like something that was going to something that like everyone had to like go down and be like, fuck, OK, we got to make sure we move Wonder Woman. We got to make sure that's got to no, be yeah, like, yeah. like that's it, solid. Yeah, we got to like move thought, James Bond. It just says and we got to move that Judd Apatow film with Pete Davidson. Like it's, <laughs> I think it just fell through the cracks. I, I, think, I think this was just really a big just misunderstanding. A, yeah, that's all they've really said. But, yeah, it only says something about like people buying their tickets or having a considerable amount of ill will with customers who bought tickets online for the Thursday 7 p.m. showing. Um, just an internal misunderstanding, technically, I guess. Though, I mean, I don't know. devil's advocate, though, I could say that maybe just maybe Universal did run the numbers. We're like, OK, well, this is how many ticket pre-sales we maybe. have. This is how much it's going to cost to send out uh, assets to all these theaters. A lot of drive-ins, maybe they some of them are more like we need film reels that they weren't planning on producing normally in the numbers that they needed to. And. Maybe just right. Maybe it was something where like somebody ran the numbers at the end. I was like, "This is a terrible idea. Let's just put on fucking VOD like everything else." Yeah, it's it's kind of weird to really be able. Do we to want know the box office numbers to show that this Universal that actually Pete Davidson's movie made fifty thousand dollars its whole run? <laughs> like, no. Maybe Pete Davidson called up is like, "You motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm gonna light your whole goddamn studio on fire if you don't put this up on iTunes this week." No, he's totally <laughs> chill now. But this does bring us to something else. Um, according to AMC Entertainment, they reported a hefty $2.2 billion loss the first quarter uh, last week. Uh, not the 
first yep. quarter was last week. They reported it last week uh, due to the yeah. obvious, the ginormous impact from COVID-19 having, having on the theater industry. Uh, CEO Adam Aaron stated the company is focused on its liquidity liquidity as it pushes to fully reopen worldwide by July. But they also reported a loss in the previous year's quarter of one hundred and thirty million. So they're just basically like hemorrhaging money. Uh, though he says he has high hopes that AMC will both succeed and prosper. Uh, he also spoke on the friction with AMC and Universal, which what we were just talking about. Uh, he said relations with Universal are warm, that it is not a personal issue or that the whole you know disagreement was not a personal issue. It is, of course, a money issue and that a Universal and AMC are an active dialogue, meaning a deal of some sort could come to fruition, but also somebody could put their foot in their mouth and it could start all over again. Or he's just saying this so everybody will stop asking and they're literally not talking <laughs> to each other. I do not know. You never really can know. Well, I mean, since AMC was the one that pulled Universal's movies, I think if he's saying that they're in talks, then they yeah. are. Universal doesn't care. They were the ones that said, we are going to put it on mm-hmm. VOD, whatever. Nah, 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 yeah, nah, you're nah, absolutely nah. right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is what uh, a lot of those analysts were talking about a couple months ago, that like looking at their financials that they've reported previously and how vast their expansions were, how much money they had to dump into mm-hmm. A-list to get that going when they were so anti-movie fast I think the revenue stuff. that they reported was like 930-something million. From uh, this quarter? No, la- I think it was last Okay, because this quarter they've made uh, zero dollars yeah, no, in no, revenue. No, no, that's, that's no, I'm pretty sure yeah, that was in the. Let me let me double check. I'm pretty sure that was in the yeah. article. Because uh, I thought that was the one that they reported that this latest quarter was the one where they had to report. Um, yeah, so revenue zero topped because out, of the closures. Revenue topped out at ninety nine hundred forty one point five million down mm. down from one point two billion in the prior year quarter. So, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, that's what they were talking about. It was just like, we don't see how they have enough runway to live till August. Exactly. They're not, which is I why mean, they're pushing yeah, for, they're not doing their business that they normally do. Yeah. It's, it's just, well, yeah, I mean, <sighs> obviously it's the business, yeah. but it's, it's how much, uh, how much debt they're in because Cinemark's not posting the same thing. No one's talking doom and gloom over Cinemark or Regal that's true. or Alamo draft house. AMC is just in a particular spot where, the business moves they made might have been fine on paper any other time, and then this happened. It's like fuck. Okay, well, this was the worst thing that could have possibly oh, yeah. happened. When was this at the worst possible when time? Was for this them. written as of June twelfth? The following states are permitting brick and mortar cinemas to resume operations in all or most of their con- counties per compliance with state guidelines. Okay, wow. Yeah, like Texas, they've that definitely a, been allowed to yeah, be open that is for a, a lot of states. Wow. But everyone was just like, oh, no, fuck that. Yeah, yeah all the theaters were it, like, I mean, no, it we're does not say doing that. compliance with state guidelines. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, that's I did not notice that map at the bottom. That's really uh, that's nuts. That's a lot of theaters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drew, would you go to a movie theater? Would you go to an AMC right now? Hmm. Like, so we're not talking packed. <laughs> Yeah, like Travis said, if it's fifty percent, six feet six feet apart, everyone's wearing masks. I, I think I would be okay with it. Even if like, a, especially if it was something like where it's like little kid gets up, starts running around, touching everything. No, that I would not be mm-hmm. okay with, and I think theaters themselves mm-hmm. would have to take mm-hmm. stronger approaches for that as well. Oh yeah, because you, you know, know, you know, you know, man, those movie theater people—they love to come in and stop. 
people from doing stuff when they're not supposed when to. When is the last time you were sitting in a movie theater and some unrestrained little kid ran up and like in front of your seat and touched your stuff? Oh, t- like touched my stuff specifically? Yeah. Probably never. Have I ever seen yeah. a child come from out of nowhere and literally touch <laughs> everything that was around me that wasn't in my personal space? Absolutely. Like I Why think I think the last that's, that's not your personal space. Last, that stuff. No, I'm talking like handrails. Like literally just Don't touch the handrails. What? Don't touch the handrails. I'm not going Come to. I'm, but I'm saying like <laughs> he is, and then other people could touch it. It's just it's not for me. I'm safe, but it's for other people. That's just that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. You're safe. I am. You can I'm safe because I'm not going to leave Tenet my fucking house. That's why I'm. safe. We can go see Tenant together. But, uh, you just better be one of the fucking six feet no, away. From I'm going to be in a fucking <laughs> bubble suit if I'm going to see Tenant. But Tenant ain't coming out for a while if it, if it's ever coming out. But no. Last time I saw a movie, which was probably with Caitlin. My ass is going to be in the movie theater July 31st ass, watching Tenet. going to be there by itself. I'm telling you right now. Um, nope. I'm going to be there. Nope. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, like I said, yeah, you, <clears throat> you're following the precautions. I would love it, too, if they went so far as to, like, AMC and these theaters are providing masks at the door. If I you, think that if would you don't already have a one. long way towards it. Yeah. They're like, yeah Disinfecting in, the theaters after this mask. Yeah, and like disinfecting the seats after every show, every surface, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that—that's. I mean restaurants and stuff. They're already supposedly supposed to be doing that. But that's what I'm saying. Where I'm like, fuck that. I don't trust you. I'll come in with my little. I'll be like Ethan with this fucking bottle of sanitizer, spraying the air in front of you, wipes and stuff in there. Yeah, wipe down my seat and let it dry for 90 seconds before I sit down. But yeah, I, I, I would be able to do this and. That said, yeah, if that kid comes anywhere close to six feet from me, I'm going to pull out my stick, my six foot stick, and I'm going to stick it out in front of him. I'm going to yell at his mother. But then he's going to be like this little monster. Then he's going to be like, Mom, this stick isn't sanitized. And then you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) It's going to have Purell coming out the end of it. I'm going to douse the kid in it. But speaking of uh, (laughs) Tenet, both Wonder Woman 1984 and Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet, the what is soon to be the huge blockbuster of the century of possibly it's going to be the only movie at the Oscars this year. <laughs> uh, Tenet was scheduled for release July 17th, but is now being pushed back to July 31st, which I don't think is long enough, but whatever. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was originally originally scheduled for June 5th, and then it got pushed to August 14th, and it's now supposed to be released on August 2nd of this year. But yeah, right. We'll see. I don't believe any of this. This is all going to change. Christopher Nolan will release Tenet on July 31st if he has to hand I, build a theater I will get, in your town. <laughs> if he has to come to your house and screen it to you yourself. I, 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 if this movie comes out on July 31st, I will give you a dollar. Sweet, because I'm going to need that to put towards my ticket because I, I will be going to see it on July 31st. Nothing will stop me from going to see that movie in October second. That could be plausible, but I don't. Yeah, know. nice and it'll know. be nice and cold. Flu season will be kicking back up. <laughs> it'll be perfect. You know what? Don't. That's what's so you know funny don't about get cold this down shit. here. But yeah, no, you're, absolutely, so you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's like all these movies are just postponed to when it normally yeah. kicks back in. I'm like, oh god. You don't understand. Uh, no one seems to understand. understand how seasons work. <laughs> Uh, and then Drew read the the um, the Staten Island King story, <laughs> and that was really all of the news news I had. I just had a couple things that we could talk about. Uh, we got a first trailer from Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter reprising their roles as Bill and Ted 
in Bill and Ted Face the Music, which uh, yeah, stoked. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool. They they are looking a little aged, especially Alex Winters. Poor you, Alex Winters. Really? Great. I thought he looked I a little think, rough. Yeah, it's totally Keanu's Keanu. weird. Yeah, really? exactly. Maybe I just wasn't. Yes. Maybe, I was, his beard. maybe I was too distracted by Alex Winters because I didn't look at Keanu very much. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. But I think they I, I guess like agree fucking, with the fact that he shaved his beard. It's just weird. Yeah, like yeah. They both look a little odd. <laughs> He looks like simultaneously old and young, whereas Alex Winter just looks like Ted or Bill, whichever one he is, grew uh, up. Yeah, it's it's it'll be I think fun. Alex Winter looks great. It, it, it'll be fun. Um, I'm excited. I liked the trailer, yeah. uh, even though there's not a whole lot in it. But I'm just Very like, little, yeah. the, the more that we see, the more that I like know this is not just like a funny or die YouTube special. That's a joke. Yeah. There's uh, actually some money behind just it. Good, you know? Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I had to point out to you guys because I don't know if anyone but me noticed that it came out on six nine. Yeah, you put that in slack. Wow. I thought it was sixty nine four twenty in the afternoon. <laughs> Classic. Um, oh, can't wait. Yeah, but other than that, and then Daver Chappelle released a small set of him discussing current events. Did you say Daver? Daver. Hey, Daver. Daver Chappelle. Daver Chappelle. Uh, no, Dave Chappelle uh, released a Chappelle. small set of him discussing current events around our country and his thoughts on George Floyd's George Floyd's murder. Jesus, I'm sorry. Uh, and also uh, a couple of other names that escape me, unfortunately, and I do apologize for that. Uh, please go watch that if you already haven't. Um, I think he's he's very passionate in that whole little thing. Um, it's not very long. I think it's like. 20 minutes it's about 20 minutes yeah, yeah. uh it's worth, I mean, it's worth a watch yeah absolutely go watch it dave Chappelle is truly one of the greatest comedians of all time and everything he does is just fantastic you know and what he says is important and ethan's absolutely right go watch this yes i believe it's on netflix uh for an easy watch but I think it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's too. definitely on YouTube. Yeah. But other than that, do you guys have any other interesting things that you saw pop up? Nope. Big goose egg. Travis, what about here? I, I hear somebody clicking. Oh, yeah. I was clicking around a little bit. Uh, I like Jack in the Box's popcorn chicken. It's still going on. Oh, yeah. It's still good. It's still taking <laughs> advantage of that still special. Very good. Uh, I do recommend if you like spicy food and you want to save a little money, you get the app, right? The what app? The large the Jack in the box spicy Jack in the box popcorn app. chicken box. Yeah. Don't get the combo the way it's set up. Set the combo to the seven-piece jalapeno poppers. Oh, my goodness. You can get that in a bottle of water for $8.08 .08 in Houston. That's a good deal. That is, That's a deal. That is too many jalapeno poppers for me. Oh, so good. Make sure you get the extra ranch. You're going to need it. Too many. Hot. I love it. And don't forget to ask for the honey mustard. They, it helps offset the heat from the uh, the spicy popcorn. Fucking Jack in a Box does a, a mean egg roll, man. And I, th they do. I think They're we've so talked good. about this before, but we have. I don't know I what the, it is. Uh, another reason, and Ethan, I know you have something against the apps. Eh. I know you don't like them. Eh. They got great deals on this yeah. Jack in the Box app. The other day, free three-piece egg roll Damn, with any purchase oh with any three purchase piece, man oh any my purchase, god you just go up there and be like i need a cup of water uh, and three free egg rolls please so much and so many but egg you gotta rolls. do it through the app so many egg rolls dude they're they and they're sweet and sour sauce just perfectly complements 
the crispy egg rolls. I do not like their sweet and sour oh, sauce. Too much, get, too much of the apple. Like I noticed the other day, I don't it's like it. It's very sweet. It's it's. I've got some super, duck sauce. I no, like some Kikoman duck sauce. Use I prefer duck sauce. It's no. I don't know if it's uh, like allowed. I just don't like duck that's sauce what I versus use. sweet and sour sauce. I don't know what it is about the duck sauce. It's just I've got a good. Bro- you should try my duck sauce, bro. You just said it was Kikoman. I think it's Kikoman. I need to look at the bottle. I'll, I'll get back to you, but I, it's a good Fuck. duck sauce. I'm not. Some of them are a little thin for me. This is good stuff. Kikoman does a sweet and sour sauce that is just fine. Now I really want duck. I want some Chinese. I want duck sauce. Fucking Chinese. I was talking about uh, one dim sum the other day. Oh, I was like, I miss. I'm ready for that. Yeah, I miss it. Stuff from there. But I wouldn't be able to get it to go because, like, I'd have to make four different orders to go. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I go outside, eat my couple of dumplings, yeah, and, like, I'll put be, another to go right order in. <laughs> what is. But that's it. I had no other TV talk or movie talk. <laughs> I apologize. Well, then let's get into the, uh, the, the, I think is the side dish of this episode. The main event. Personally, uh, Tekken. The live action Tekken from 2008, I mean 2009 slash 10, depending on where you're from. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, this movie was not bad. It was just I have such a little interest in Tekken, the video game series, as as a non really person gamer who doesn't really play fighting games at all because um, they're hard. <laughs> I love the Tekken games. Uh, I, I knew nothing about the series, nothing about the characters. I was very uninterested the whole time. And I watched the movie twice all the way through. Watched it yesterday. Tried to watch You watched it twice. twice. I watched it from beginning to the end yesterday and what I watched it again you? today because I was like, I don't I didn't like hold on to any information from the film. Because <laughs> there's not a lot so to I was like, to, what really? the fuck is going on? And I only managed to grasp a little bit more at the end. And I think it's I could run through the whole plot in like three minutes. I think it's just because the characters look so different from other than I think Jin. Jin looks kind of the same, but I mean, he's got the pants yeah, and the and arms. The wait, arm, wait, from the game? The guard I scenes, mean, yeah. But like his dad and then, of course, fucking Hai Haichi or Hey Haichi, whatever is the hair that they try to do on him just looks fucking ridiculous. It's perfect. It does. It looks pretty silly. So silly, man. So but Travis, <laughs> if I would love to hear your love for for Tekken. Because this was honestly... Oh, I don't have any, like, real deep lore knowledge. Mm. I've just... I've been playing the Tekken game since I was a little kid. Uh, probably the one I played the most would have been Dark Resurrection, which was the Tekken 5 remaster that came out on PS3. Um, but I've just always been a big fan of the Tekken fighting games. I've always... Like, if I... It was always one of those things if I had to pick between like a Street Fighter or Dead or Alive. Oh, I liked, I liked Dead or Alive yeah. a lot, but that was, but Tekken was just the one that like I always, I tended to gravitate towards. I always liked the, the 3D aspect of it and just being able to, you know, move in like a 3D, like an X Y axis kind of thing on the of the uh, the fighting arena yeah. that you weren't trapped in the the one v one. You could do a side like, step. Like Soul Caliber yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah, you can do the side um, steps and everything. I, I thought I always thought that like Mortal Kombat and uh, Street Fighter were more accessible to like the novice or the outsider of the fighting games and stuff because it was really easy. You know, you came in, you picked your character, and that was that was kind of it. And they just fought. But like Tekken always seemed to have more 
intense lore like there's stuff with like your dad and your dad's dad and your dad's dad's dad and i mean there's about as much lore as there is in the early street fighter games like it's you have like a kind of a story mode street and technically like, there's really like come up until like later on with like dark ryu and shit or, i, I mean it's basically just know. it's buried in like the animated movies yeah. and the the comics yeah. and the like the man there's a lot of people in like the Tekken <laughs> games because there's a lot of Tekken games I looked through like a list of all of them and I was like whoa yeah on average lot. there was like around 23 to yeah. like 25 or so fighters they don't always like come back for each game so it was uh yeah I mean there's definitely there is a plot yeah but it's and also there's some reoccurring like I said, I, fighters too yeah Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But, like, for example, like, Jin and, like, the main character of this movie, he is not even a thing until, like, the third tech. Yeah, that, I think that was a weird tidbit that it was, like, this is based off, like, one of the earlier, or slightly based off one of the uh, earlier, I, mean, I don't remember. It's just that's the era they start pulling yeah, characters yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, and he's, not like, really based not even in that era or certain, th- yeah, it was, it was all a little weird, because even the characters are kind of misshapen from what they're supposed to be the movie really does not match yeah. up to like just about anything yeah, definitely that's in the games mm-hmm. except for like oh yoshimitsu yeah he's the one with the sword okay that's why i was like no what are there two yoshimitsus there two, yeah that's, there's two different yoshimitsus that that's not that shouldn't be allowed nope that's fucked up can't can't do that <laughs> can't have two i don't know no what please uh, well, well each yoshimitsu oh, say, is also a different character Within, like, Yoshimitsu is almost like the Spider Man. It's like, oh, well, in this era, Spider Man is this person, and then Spider Man becomes this person. <sighs> Yoshimitsu is just that's, kind of like an overarching fair. name. Yeah, I guess that, I guess <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Little, I, I was kind of hoping for, I, I wish King was in there. You know, I wish t- King, King would not fit I, in this at all. I was a little di- like I, I said, man. I will, where's my Akuma? Where's for as ridiculous movie as this was? My, adding King in there wouldn't. Where's been my guy with the leopard different. head? I, I want to. Where's like, my farting? Di- that's who. That's who King is. Yeah, not sure they I mean, had yeah. the budget for King. Didn't they also have like a, a really fat guy who who did stuff? There's always a really fat guy in fighting games. No, but he was like <laughs> like athletically fat. I don't know. Maybe I, don't I mean know. Tekken fat guy. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a fat guy Tekken in Tekken. Guy. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Yeah, he's, there you go. he's a fan favorite. Yeah, he's yeah, introduced yeah. in Tekken Six yeah. and returned for Bloodline Rebellion and Tekken Hell Seven. Yeah, Bob. Um, I mean, it, it, do you guys really want to go through the uh, Travis? If you would, if you would go through the plot for this, like I said the plot is not worth going through. Oh, okay, it's not thank, like that complicated. It's just that. No, I meant for the movie. Like, yeah, no, I know. It's just the world is like now run by mega corporations. Yeah, so there were. I'm sorry to cut you off immediately after I told you to go. There were some <laughs> cool ideas in this, like the mega corporations, the World War stuff is kind of stupid, whatever. But and then like the competitions where they have different types of martial arts fighting up against each other. It was that was really cool. It just it to me it it didn't like make me. It didn't catch my eye the way they were doing it, but. Yeah, there were some solid like ideas. I mean, those ideas are all in the games, though. Yeah, like, no, the, it's the same. I want to play those that games. basic premise is kind of similar. <laughs> I play those. But uh, yeah, basically, the world is run by these different mega corporations. Uh, one of which is Tekken, which is the one that controls North America. Uh, that's where the name Tekken comes from. Is the name of the company. It's run by uh, Heihachi Mishima, uh, and essentially, it's like. 
almost like Final Fantasy VII. You got your slums, and then you got your like yeah. upper people that are in, like there's a clear class divide. Your main character Jin is in the slums and stuff. He the anvil, does like right. Yeah, and he's been essentially working as a courier where he steals tech and technology and brings it to people that are willing to pay his price, which ends up being like these kind of rebels or whatever. This they were out, they were like are. outside of the normal tech incorporation kind of, or he was trying to yeah. work outside of. They the were system. like hacking the corporation yeah, yeah. and stuff and blah blah blah. Uh, things go sideways. He's tracked because of the technology he has. They blow up the people he's working with, and then they find his mom uh, because they track the signature to there too or whatever. Because uh, big mega corporation, they can right, find you yeah. wherever you are. Blah blah blah. Big brother. They blow yeah. up that, and now his family's gone. And now he's like, I'm going to go fight in the Tekken tournament, which is the king of the Iron Fist tournament in the games. And the way that you get in if you're from the slums is that you have to go to the open call basically and beat the person (gasps) that's already in the tournament in this like cage match. I don't know how I didn't put this together. This is just Kengen Ashura from fucking Netflix. This is the (laughs) literally the exact same thing. Each fighter is from a different country and corporation and they have this death battle underground. And there's like money on the line for the corporations and all this shit. I don't know how I didn't put this well, together. Well, it's technically a little different because the Tekken tournament is not from people from other corporations. These are these are technically all people in this country. Like these are people representing the other corps. Yes, they were. These they are all, all had different corporation I, names when they announced them. Are you yeah, sure? absolutely. Yeah. Go. You're right. Uh, well, Jin goes and fights uh, martial law. Who is a, awesome a name. the games, of course, uh, beats him narrowly thanks to the training provided by his mother, who like never wanted him to be in these fights, but then like taught him how to fight classic. Like, what do you mean, mom? Kind of <laughs> trope. Um, he wins. So now he gets to be the people's choice. He's the first person ever to win an open call fight. And now he gets to participate in the Iron Fist tournament. And then he's he's going there because, of course, he wants to get the, the big bad guy, Heihachi, who he knows is the reason that his mother is dead, or at least he thinks, because that run, he runs the corporation that did it. Uh, Heihachi also has a son who is trying to like become the next CEO, just like Succession. And he doesn't like and look like his character at all. Like they try to do the hair thing with Heihachi. It's okay. They try to do I the mean, hair thing with Heihachi. They don't try to do anything with this guy other than like. Oh yeah, his, yeah, yeah. I think he has a goatee. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, and yeah, from there, you know, Jin enters the tournament. He there's a hot chick he gets involved with, and that's like the love <laughs> interest. I don't even think she's in the games. Uh, I don't remember a character like her. Uh, she, yeah. I think she's just an original character for this. Uh, and then yeah, you got other people that you kind of halfway recognize from the games just because their names match things you remember. <laughs> and the fights happen. Uh, dastardly deeds are being are committed because uh, the whole reason that Jin's mom is even dead is because Heihachi's son who is like the head of security for the Tekken Corporation, kind of went out and went against his dad's will by like using a little too much force to blow this place up. And so the only reason that Tekken Corp even has a people's choice vying for the title is because this guy stepped out of line. Uh, he decides, fuck you, dad. You can't tell me how to live my life. And basically goes about the tournament anyway. And he's trying to rig it to beat Jin because he wants Jin dead. Uh, and... Jin just keeps like rocking it in the tournament and then eventually 
uh, you know, Jin and the and Hayashi's fight or Hayashi's son son <laughs> they fight and, uh, and Jin wins. But also at some point you find out that uh, the guy is actually his dad and Heihachi is his grandfather. And uh, his mom was also in the Tekken fights a long time ago, which is why she knows martial arts and why she never wanted Jin to get involved with these people. And uh, Jin wins. And then uh, he's he's now a CEO of the, the corporation. Hmm. Uh, Christy Mont- Montiero is in the games. She is. <laughs> yes. There's so many people in the Tekken yeah, there's games. There's a lot of people. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, uh, perfect uh, iteration of the the story and plot, Travis. Uh, you all the inter, you missed absolutely and stuff nothing. Don't really mean much. Yeah, it's just, this movie and that's what I will say about this movie. I enjoyed much. the fights and stuff. Yeah, the like, fights were okay. Like the Capoeira the, fight, the fight choreography yeah. is better than I thought. And stuff was pretty cool. Um, the gin fights. I thought the martial law fight was pretty gin cool. The gin fights were kind of was so so. I don't know. Even him him being the main character, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the fighting. Um, I enjoyed the movie's length. <laughs> it was not too yeah. long. Uh, writing was pretty terrible. The acting was pretty terrible. Uh, there's a girl that's wearing pants that uh, like I described in the chat is basically just her. backwards. She has a deep V on her they're ass. Backwards. Um, they, just, they, I think they were originally supposed to be a shirt, and they had too much fabric. The deep V should be in the front so she can like you know shape her pubic hair into little shapes, and people can see it. They're backwards. Yep, but then you won't see the top of her butt and her her ass crack. Ah, <sighs> uh, so these were the things that I put down as interesting. Uh, it was screened first at the Mans Criterion Theater as part of the AFM Film Festival in November 2009. That's why I keep saying 2009. It was released in Japan in 2010 through Warner Brothers Japan, but due to its poor reception, it did not receive a wide theater release here in the states. <laughs> Because it was bad. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> it really was straight to video in the U.S. That's yeah, hilarious. But uh, <laughs> after watching it twice, uh, I completely understand why. Uh, Katsuhiro Harada, director of the Tekken video game series, has panned this film, stating that Namco was not able to supervise. And he also said that the contract was like very strict. So like they probably didn't have any say at all but he would later go on to say that he was very uninterested in the film anyways so it didn't matter because yes those are contracts where it's like how does that even happen yeah. like how does namco like, i don't I, I don't know it's weird do you thought you're gonna get a return on this <laughs> you thought this was be good 30 million without the it? source material people yeah that's i don't get why like so many people Look at the industry as it was at the time, and are just like, "Yep, this will be the yeah. one. This is the one. We're going to be the one that really makes some fun. We'll be the next Resident Evil." <laughs> Everybody's trying to be the next Resident Evil. Uh, had to shout out that uh, the Sick Puppies opened. Oh this yeah, movie, it starts real strong. And it made me think that the high, but like that this is going to be like a high budget score the whole time. We're just going to have like some killer rock music the whole time. No, it's like the one licensed song that they yeah. have in the entire film, and it's just like this opening and that was yeah it does start off strong i thought the opening parkour sequence was pretty cool yeah, and then like, like I, the whole I was part like where he like yeah, let's um, do it he like buys that stuff for like the money and they have like two different types of money and stuff and he's like getting coffee that's like colombian and it's like this yeah it's a hundred dollars an ounce for for uh yeah like I, I thought that was cool but then it just like it 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 slowly just kind of bums no, I mean, for me, it was just to show how bad it is down for in the me slums, specifically, man. like I said, it just kind of 
just, I was very uninterested the whole time watching. So, but, uh, so what's a, what's a devil gene and why was it not in this, in this movie? What is, what is that? I don't remember, but basically the devil gene like is a, just something in the like a, Mishima family. A devil trigger? That lets Jin do like this weird transformation and stuff. And yeah, it's kind of like that. Because it, it gets real anime <laughs> and some of the tech and stuff. Because he does have like, like the devil tattoo on his arm apparently, but he doesn't do it. He doesn't do the thing. Yeah, I think like later in the games he can transform into like some sort of crazy demon Jin, thing. Jin, do the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then uh, Kadi... Hiroyuki Tagawa was uh, Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Uh, it, I mean, it's pretty obvious if you watch this movie. Um, yeah. Yep, that was the yep. guy. Uh, I hope, that was hope the I guy. didn't butcher that name. Yep. I'm, I'm just, sorry. Just this whole movie, I just wanted him one time to say something akin to just being like, your soul yeah, is mine. Yeah, <laughs> was, especially at the, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the very, very, very. The post credits yeah, scene. Yeah, he's like, I am. I, I, I was so hoping, yeah, yeah that he would oh, just like. Oh, there's a post credit yeah, so, uh, scene. Spoilers. Uh, Hold on, I'm just going to watch it. Okay. Don't tell me. Uh, I'll, I'll say the other one. Uh, <laughs> the majority of the cast do not match the characters in terms of ethnicity or nationality. Um and a lot of their costumes are like picked and choose from different Tekken eras. So it's it's they're all over the place, man. I don't know what they expected for this shit to happen. Yeah, it's inconsistent to the source material. Yeah. Um, other than like Jin, who I think kind of is pretty similar to what he looks like other than maybe his pants. But I'm sure those pants are from a certain Tekken. Eddie Gordo looked pretty. See, I don't know. Accurate. I don't know what he's supposed to look like. So you know, but um, the arm guards, black dude with dreads, who does capoeira. <laughs> uh, the arm guards for Jin were pretty cool. I thought those looked uh, kind of dope. Yeah, the power gloves. Yeah, those were those were. Pretty oh, cool. he doesn't shoot yeah. him because he is yeah, tech. He is tech. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> uh, surprisingly enough, though, this movie did get a prequel uh, greenlit. And um, it went to straight to DVD and Blu-ray on August 12th, 2014. Tekken, Kazuya's Revenge, who is... Is it the same cast or anything? Uh, or? I didn't care to look. Oh, I, I don't. Well, then you I go look like, it up. <laughs> like, that title, I felt like, would have been more deserving of a sequel. Like, I don't, why is I don't run... Yeah, I don't understand. It, it's... Because know. it seems like it's very much set up. Like, know. in the end, you know, after he doesn't kill Kazuya, like, he would come I back know. and try and kill Jin, I you know? Get, suffering from amnesia, oh, a young God. man trying to discover his true no. identity is kidnapped by an underground crime organization what? and turned into a ruthless assassin. And so this is, like, wow. this is supposed to be Jin's dad, right? Or yeah, uh, yeah. This is the main character is Kazuya, of course, Kazuya uh, Mishima, yeah. who is yeah the bad dude in uh-huh. this movie. Oh god! And then, yeah, Heihachi comes yeah. back. Brian Fury is in it. Rhoda Anders, Laura. Chloe Good lord! No, thank you, uh, Jimmy the Thief. Um, I cannot wait for the next watches, which I believe is Prince of Persia. Well, that'll be interesting. We we'll see how Jake called- Jill- Gyllenhaal does his acting chops in video game movies. Whenever, hopefully, we'll get the Division movie. You know? <laughs> oh no, guys! What? This is not good. Uh-huh. Oh god! The further we get into this, it's getting worse. I'm having full blown time loop vibes what right now. What are you talking about? Looking at the yeah. poster and this IMDb page and us talking about that exactly what Drew just said. Mega, mega, omega level. Deja what are vu. you talking about? 
I'm talking about I'm having deja vu I'm right Prince now. Of oh, just the, the, the I what's remember going us talking right about now. the next oh. movie being Prince of Persia. <laughs> maybe you dreamed it. I'm like, wait, maybe maybe oh you dreamed God, it. It's creepy as maybe hell. You dreamed the future a long time ago, and now you're it's happening. What triggered it is this you the one user review on here for Tekken 2. It says it's craptastic. And that's where it started. And then everything else for the next 60 seconds was like melting my brain. <laughs> like everything y'all were saying I've heard before. Uh, hey, don't you hate and that? Me being on this I haven't page, had that happen in a while. Oh, oh, funny. That was hardcore. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope next week I'm not stuck still reviewing Tekken. <laughs> wake up tomorrow. We have to do this all over again. Again and uh, again. I mean, that's going to wrap it up for me. I, I had nothing else uh, for this movie. Uh, I was like I said, I'm, I'm excited for next week. I believe it's it's Prince of Persia. I'm excited about we that. Uh, yeah, thank you. What's after that? Is it another Resident Evil movie? <laughs> I think it's another Resident Evil movie. Yeah, I do, too. I, think, I believe so. But um, no, because I think because we still have Assassin's Creed before Warcraft. Oh, that's cool. I, I still haven't seen that one. No, we don't, do we? I thought Warcraft I'm, came out before. No, remember. I'm pretty sure it didn't. I do not remember. The list is uh, huge. Let's see. It's been a long Next time is coming. Prince of Persia, and then Resident around. Evil Afterlife, and then Resident Evil going. Retribution, and then oh, Silent Hill God. Revelation, oh, I like and then what? And then Need for that Speed. Aaron Paul, Hitman. right? Then <laughs> yeah, fuck you, bitch. Warcraft. <laughs> And then after Warcraft, Assassin's Creed. Oh, but we still have to watch another. Uh, we still have to watch another God. fucking Hitman first, though. I'm sure oh, it'll be God. at least as good as the first. Oh, dude, I can't. Oh, dude, Warcraft and then Assassin's Creed. That's gonna be dope. That's gonna be great. Dude, Ethan, I'm we excited. are gonna watch Warcraft no. for two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen weeks. That'll go by so fast, man. <laughs> 14 that'll, that'll weeks, go by three and a half so months. Bad. So fast. You could also, get the COVID nothing, by then. Shut up. That's not, yeah. don't, don't put that evil on me, man. Well, after we see Tenet. <laughs> go what's see what's Tenet. new on this list? Anyway, the Sims film, uh, untitled Sim City film, untitled Saints Row, untitled All this, you can just Space assume that Hollywood Invaders. is going to burn know, none it's, of it's, these it's movies are ever coming out. Of what, they're, what they're attempting to do. Can't wait for that Space Invaders yeah, movie. Right. That's that gonna be animated as fuck. Uh, well, wasn't that Pixels? I've never, I still never seen Pixels. That was the one with, I'm with just, Adam. Was a bad that joke. was the one with Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I've still never seen that. I've heard uh, it's awful. untitled, like off. Crossfire. Thank you for listening, everyone. We we are very happy that you come and join us every week, every episode, and listen. We appreciate it. Please go to absentmindedpodcast.com and give our main podcast a try. I know you have already, but maybe you haven't done it in a while. So go check it out right now. Uh, give both shows a five-star review, a rating, uh, follow, sub, comment. You know what it is. You know how to do it. Uh, and then please donate in our name, in our honor, to any charity that is... You don't have to donate in our name. No, you don't. Just you donate. donate. But, but if name. you were going yeah. to give it to us, Ethan's like, donate, send us the receipt. We're gonna no, write it off on no. our taxes. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you were like, hey, I'm gonna give them a dollar this week, you can instead give it to them in instead of us. So it would kind of be like our our names on it. But <laughs> they know what I mean. Shut. Um, please support any any cause that you can. Um, there are a lot of them out there. Uh, do your research also, though. Make sure you're giving to the right ones. Uh, a lot of people try to take advantage of situations like this. So do your research. Um, that is going to do it for me. 
My name is Ethan Newbolt at Soulsbjorn with a J thrown in there. It was a BJ. <laughs> and my other co-host, Travis Stockton. If you got past Ethan and I yammering earlier That's good content. all the way to this point, you're That's the homie. That's good content right there. You're the people that we do it for. At Ray Charizard on the social medias um, and the lovely the beautiful the the referee for me and travis's brawl uh andrew crandall uh take it easy guys see you next week at andrew loves video games and like he said we will see you next week bye everybody bye